I am here with Tom Ruger. He created all the shows that I loved in my childhood. Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Freakazoid, Hysteria. He worked on Tiny Toons. Or did you create that as well? I don't recall. Yes, but I'm, I'm part of that team, yeah. As we know, it's been 20-odd years. Animaniacs Live is now a thing. How does it feel to see that fans are still coming out to see everybody perform the songs that were written for the show you wrote? Well, it's very rewarding, and I'm just happy that all the cartoons have shown their shelf life. We certainly had a lot of fun making them, and it really is rewarding to see that they're still appreciated, they're still running strong. Uh, Animaniacs, of course, is still on Netflix. Randy and Rob and Justin Tress are doing the concerts. Uh, Maurice is joining them at times. Here are some shows that... uh, we loved making, and uh, the audience loved them, and the audiences carried them now into the next century. So it's a, it's a thrill. Do you think the humor of the show would be able to continue in modern shows? Well, I think the humor stands up. Even the, the, some of the old references that we have, and when Bill Clinton plays the sax, we still have like Regis Philbin jokes of all things. And the comedy somehow uh, stands the test of time. There's a certain... Uh, insouciance and uh, there's a you know irreverence that I think uh, worked back then and it still plays very well right now. So a couple of my favorite lesser known characters from Animaniacs are the hip hippos. Why do they have those two birds with them? That's from a, a National Geographic special where you'll see the animal, the, the big animal with the little animal that's living on it, sort of living off of it. It's just part of the visual development of those characters. We sort of uh, did a few hip hippos, and then we decided uh, we're probably uh, getting along better with uh, Pink in the Brain and Slappy and Skippy. So uh, they, they didn't get a lot of attention, a lot of love. And of course, we started doing Chicken Boo cartoons, and we did way more of those than we ever anticipated. So it was just a, an odd mix, and it depended on which writer was really connected to the material. I know Peter Hastings developed the hip hippos, but then he had a real affinity for Pinky and the Brain, so I certainly wanted him to focus on Pinky and the Brain since they were taking off. Are there any new projects that you're working on right now? I am. I'm I'm developing uh, several series for the Disney company right now, so yeah, staying busy. I'm glad to hear that because, frankly, a man of your genius needs to be busy. Well, that's very generous of you. Thanks. Well, considering that you are behind so much of my childhood and I'm a year younger than your youngest son. Ah, my kids are uh, still busy with things. Nathan and Luke are both in in our industry and, and pursuing various projects. Cody's uh, the youngest one. He's an attorney in New York City. He's the one that went back east. Yeah, but back east is also when they got Broadway. Uh, and you did incorporate Broadway into Animaniacs, which yeah. is also one of my favorite things, just because my dad played Andrew Lloyd Webber when I was a kid. He was playing Phantom of the Opera until I was four and a half years old. My goodness. What, what was he doing on Phantom of the Opera? First alternate violist. Wow. So when you, have the, when you had the episode that's way later into the show where you cross over Phantom with Sunset Boulevard and Cats, I was on the floor rolling in hysterics, and I just rewatched that episode. Dot, it was the Dot featured character on that, uh, yeah. in that one? Yeah. That, or I think that was Earl Cress uh, wrote a lot of that one. Yeah, the, absolutely. And Nick Hollander was great at some of those songs. It was really a, a wonderful time for us where we could literally do cartoons and do parodies of just about any current cultural thing. So, yeah, we really had carte blanche on that. So it was a, a wonderful creative freedom. 
In your career, who are the funniest people you've worked with? I can think of three people that always make me laugh. There was a fellow named George Atkins who wrote, literally wrote, every fractured fairy tale. Now, you don't, no one knows that he wrote them all. And he wrote a lot of Scoobies when I was working at Hanna-Barbera. George Atkins had the ability, and you know, it's different for different people. But he could walk in the room and start telling me a story, and he would literally have me falling on the floor within a, a couple minutes. And so... Uh, George Atkins, one of the funniest people on the planet. The other two that I think are the funniest people I know are uh, Paul Rugg and Sherry Stoner. They have a unique ability to crack me up, whether they're telling a story, telling a joke, writing a script. They are just fall on the floor funny. And there's Deanna Oliver is right, right next to them. I mean, she is right there, hilarious, but... I think the the best part of my whole career has been hanging around really genuinely funny, humorous people. I mean, as Rob says, laughter's the best medicine. It really is. And uh, that's been uh, the blessing of my life, being around those people. I don't think there's a better way to end than that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Isis. It's a pleasure.